Welcome to a new episode. It's your host Bilal. On today's episode, I have a new guest. Um, he he's generated over a million dollars through one funnel and uh, just using his iPhone, Facebook, and a tripod. He is a member of uh, Dan Henry's 100K Club using just Facebook ads. And today he's going to help you if you're looking to get more customers. If you're looking to create an online business, every business needs customers, right? And today we have Richard Biggie to help you with this. Hey man, uh, it's actually Beachy. No worries though. I get it more times than you can possibly imagine. Um, happy to be here. Super excited, man. Sorry, man. I should have asked you that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, dude. I get it all the time. Trust me. All right. All right, Richard. So uh, I was reading one of your uh, posts on Instagram and what I found really interesting, you know, you posted a clip about uh, getting ready for a presentation that you were doing with doctors. Uh, you know, these are professionals and you said you only got one hour or you, you got ready only one hour before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, probably easily one of the most stressful days of my entire life. <clears throat> Excuse me. There were three of us. Um, I actually have two partners. It was the three of us getting ready to speak in New York City uh, to a room full of doctors. And we had worked on, you know, we talked about working on this presentation for months and months and months we didn't even start it until probably a week beforehand. Right. And we didn't do the majority of it until like the hour before we actually even walked on. And I mean, we made change after change and didn't even finish it until like literally right, right before I walked on stage. So crazy hectic, um, nerve wracking to be working on an entire presentation, like a three hour presentation, right. Uh, to be working on that up until the last minute was just absolutely crazy, but it's just the way I operate. It's the way we all operate. Uh, we work better under pressure and we get better results when we do things, you know, quick and on the fly. Okay. And were you trying to sell them something or, or were you just like trying to teach them something? So a little bit of both. Um, the company that we actually spoke for, uh, they're called Systemic Formulas. They're a big, big supplement company uh, that we actually use. And they have a, 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 you know, a network of doctors of, I don't know, thousands and thousands of them. So they asked us to come on and teach them what we were doing in our practice, how we're generating new clients, new patients and things like that. So um, we went there with the intent on teaching, but we also do offer a coaching program. So, you know, we weren't going to shy away from that if anybody wanted to do it. So we kind of loosely sold at the end, but really weren't really looking for it because we really don't have too much time to take on new clients right now. But yeah, mostly. Okay. okay. And so um, this one hour that you put in uh, and got ready for this presentation, did it turn out like good or was it like a, not, not a good presentation? Yeah, no, it was really good actually. Um, it helped a lot of their doctors, uh, but I, I honestly think more than anything, putting this presentation together helped us fill the holes that we had. Um, you know, just going through in our mind what a perfect funnel was from ads to the landing pages to delivery uh, of services, right? Um, when we're talking about it, the three of us were like, wow, yeah, this is pretty impressive. This is something that we're not even doing right now, but we're about to teach people how to do, you know? So um, it opened our eyes to a lot of things that we were dropping the ball with or just simply ignoring, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it helped a lot of them. It helped us even more so. So it turned out to be extremely well. Okay, awesome. So um, yeah, so are, are you like that type of person? Like, do you actually do stuff like wait till the last minute and then you try to like push yourself or do you have like a, a schedule planned out like two weeks ahead, a month ahead? No, man. Um, I have some things that are, that are planned out. Right. But the, the majority of the things that work well for me and for my two partners as well, um, it just, it, it happens right away. And to give you an idea of that, um, last November, I mean, yeah, we're a member of the two comic club. We did that, you know, in 2019, but, um, as you can imagine, a million dollars doesn't go that far when you have employees, when you have three partners splitting it up, you know, three ways, it really doesn't go that far. Right. Um, so it was a really cool accolade to have, but you know, at the end of the day, none of us were where we wanted to be. So in, in November of 2019, um, I mean, we were not doing too great. Right. And we were doing the same thing we always do, which we used to do seminars, right. We go do physical seminars and it stopped working as well as it used to. So just continuing to do the same thing over and over and over. And then finally we were like, you know what, we got to launch a new funnel. We got to go digital completely, do a webinar, all of this. We got to do it like now because we had next to nothing left in the bank account. I think it was about a week that it took us to build out the entire ad campaigns, the funnel and all of that stuff. And again, working up at the very last minute, right before we go broke, uh, we turned that on and I mean, it just completely took off. Um, and, and, you know, God has truly just blessed us in that regard. 
uh, to the point where we're doing about a million and a half a month right now. So. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's gross, gross revenue. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I want to actually come to this point where, you know, uh, it took up before it took off. And, uh, so I want to like ask you your, about your journey. Um, how did you, cause my audience, like we're all looking to make a business online. We want to make over 10 K per month. Uh, and that's our goal. Um, so I want to like start off like, you know, um, how you got started into business. Why did you use ClickFunnels and why did you think funnel was a, a good option? Yeah, man. So I, I got involved a couple different ways. Number one on my own. Um, I had previously been a website designer, really wanted to do that kind of, you know, step out and get myself more involved in the digital world until I finally came to my senses. You know, I also, um, had been involved in a functional medicine practice, which is natural health. Um, and again, we were doing seminars, right? So for years, like for years doing physical seminars, we'd rent a hotel, put on a, a seminar and, and hopefully sell somebody a consultation where we would then sell them a program. Okay. How did you get involved in actually like doing seminars? Yeah. So my father-in-law is a chiropractor. Okay. Um, he had been doing seminars for 30 some odd years. Um, and the way he was doing it was just local. Like we live in a, a little town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he would just do little seminars local. And I mean, he saturated the market so bad that, you know, on any given seminar, three, four people would show up, right? Um, so we ended up partnering up, he, myself, and my brother-in-law, Ryan, and we started doing it more Facebook. He was doing paper, postcard, you know, mailers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and this didn't work anymore. And it honestly, it attracted a, a much poorer quality of client too. So we started with Facebook. We would launch a couple ads. We'd run them for about five days and we'd get about a hundred to 150 people to show up for a seminar. Um, you know, each of those people would pay $97 for a consultation. If it made sense to them, they'd come into our office that we'd pitch them a, anywhere between, you know, 1500 and $3,500 program. Um, but we had a glass ceiling, right? And you know, you can only see so many clients in a given month. So we'd sign up 30 to 40 on a good month, maybe 50 new clients a month. Um, but even, you know, we started with the Facebook ads, we started traveling within a five hour radius. We would travel to different cities all around us, trying to find new hot spots that we could, our Facebook ads would still work. Um, and then Facebook ultimately changed their algorithm. We couldn't go back to the same spot more than once. Uh, if we did the, the show up rate would be, you know, 10 to 12 people. Um, and obviously nobody can live on getting, you know, how, even if half the room signed up for a consultation, you know what I mean? It's just doesn't work out. So, um, we ran out of places to go. So seminars were no longer an option for us. I think the very last seminar we did was in October of 2019 and we had four people show up. Um, so, you know, it was detrimental to our business and the three of us look at each other like, you know, what are we going to do? Um, and at that point, nobody had any idea that COVID was, hap was, was about to happen, right? So had we not launched into this virtual world, COVID would have completely shut us out anyways. But um, needless to say, you know, things didn't work out with seminars. We all went pretty damn close to broke um, and just, you know, stressed out beyond belief. We're all working our butts off trying, trying any new thing that we can think of. And, and, you know, it's just obviously okay. so before like actually getting onto uh, online, like uh, were you actually like, or you, your, 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 your brother and stuff, was it actually profitable doing it in person seminars? Yeah, it was, it absolutely was. Um, for many years we did, uh, that's how we got the, the two comic club award, um, you know, doing it in person. Um, that's how we got the Dan Henry's hundred K club, 10 K club, all those things. Um, you know, it definitely works, but it's not sustainable, right? At least not in my opinion. I'm sure people can, can do it and figure it out. But um, for the average person, it's just not sustainable because you, you have a ceiling, right? You can only see so many people unless you're willing to take on more partners, which you're going to lose more of that profit. Um, you know, you can only travel so many places if you're going to do seminars. And, and, you know, it's just tough unless you have the type of business that, that you know, it's required to be brick and mortar. But yeah, it's doable, but it's just not sustainable. Okay. So for people actually that have never done a seminar um, and they just want to have like a visual of like how much is a potential to make if you were to do a physical seminar, sure. what's like an approximate or what's like a range that's possible? Yeah. So for us, a seminar, we would know that, you know, we'd spend between three and $5,000 to market for that seminar for about five days. Right. 
Um, and we knew that typically the return on each seminar was about 25 grand. Um, you know, but there's a lot that goes into it. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've got to have your ads, right. You've got to make sure that you're, you're marketing well and, and that your follow up, the follow up's probably the most important thing period. But yeah, I mean, if you do everything right, even if you do it half right, you know, you can easily look at a, you know, a $10,000 return on a three to $5,000 ad spend. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and so these seminars you were, you were doing like about like one seminar a week. Yeah. Uh, at least once a week, oftentimes we would do two a week, uh, when it was really, really doing well for us, we were doing two or three a week. Um, I mean, it was constant travel, you know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, it sustained us. It was, it was a good business for a little while. Yeah. That's awesome. Like you're about to, you know, you can make about like 10 K per week. Um, and you're doing that, you know, four times a week. So, um, you know, your return is pretty good. Is, was it because um, the presentation was good or was it because like the offer you were giving was good or was it the right yeah. audience? I mean, it's, it's a combination of everything you just said. Um, the audience is, I mean, it was one of the biggest deals, right? Like, sure, you can market to anybody, but if, if it's not the exact right person, if the message doesn't hit that person and make complete sense to them, you're wasting your money, right? Um, and we made that mistake for a long time before we actually made the seminars work. Uh, you know, we just thought, just to give you an idea, uh, one of our topics was on thyroid conditions for women, right? So we would market to a topic, a thyroid topic, and to all women, and it's just, it's not as, it's not how it works, you know what I mean? Um, so we had to really niche down and find out who these women are. Like, they're, they're between the ages of 45 and 65, right? They, typically, they're married. They're, they've tried everything. They're sick and tired of it because it doesn't work. Uh, they feel hopeless. You know, you really need to know these things because if you don't know exactly who you're talking to, you can't talk to them. And if you can't talk to them, your message is never really going to hit home and you're never going to be profitable the, the way you want to. Okay. So if, if you're actually trying to look for your audience or ideal client clients, like what is like, you know, some tips you can do to find out, you know, these uh, things that you just mentioned, like, you know, if they have these problems, how long they have had it for, like their age groups. Yeah, so there are a couple ways to go about that. Um, if you have, you know, an existing following on Facebook, you can definitely use Facebook Audience Insights. Um, that was a, a really big deal for us. Thankfully, we had a bit of a following. Um, but another great way to do it too: go and find groups like Facebook groups or even open forums like Reddit or something like that. Find out where these, you know, where you think your ideal client is hanging out. Um, go onto these, these groups and stuff and find out what they're talking about. What are they like? What do they do? What does their profile look like? Are they married? Don't, aren't they? Do they have kids? Don't they, um, get a, a rough idea of what they're making in a year? Where do they live? Um, you know what I mean? Like the list kind of continues to go on, but you can gain so much information by, you know, finding these groups and even pages, you know what I mean? Like find your competitor, go on their Facebook page, look at the comments on their, their content, um, see who these people are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, like you're, you're showing it as, you know, it's a lot of detail that you have to pay attention to, you know? And like, so once you do find out like this stuff, are you like putting it down on paper? Are you putting it in an Excel sheet? How are you like categorizing or separating this info? Yeah, man. So to start, we put it down on paper. Um, we just wrote down anything and everything we could on paper. Um, not paper on a whiteboard, but um, you know, write everything out on a whiteboard, you know, every single little detail that you can think of, like no detail is too small, no, none too big. Um, and then once you do that, you can then start to like, when you create your Facebook ad, see if those interests are there, you know what I mean? And if they're not there, you're gonna have to find something similar, but chances are you're gonna find a handful of, of interest that'll definitely work for your ads. Okay. So, you know, this process, like you're explaining it to me and it makes sense, but you know, for a lot of people, like sure. I'm pretty sure for yourself, like this is extremely boring, right? Absolutely. How do, you, how do you motivate yourself to actually like do this work where it's like, you don't see anything, you know, fun. It's not like you, you don't see any money coming in from this part uh, of the exercise. Like, so how do you motivate yourself to actually do this and like try to make this business go online and be successful? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. When we first joined ClickFunnels, they talked about doing this and it was the last thing in the world that I wanted to do. Um, but the way that it motivated me was two things. Um, you know, my mission and my partners as well is to help as many people as we can, right? Like it, it's impact for sure. That's the number one goal, but money, right? Like that, that's why we're all in business here. We're all in business because we want to make money. Yes, we want to help people, but the more money you have, the more people you can help. Right. So, yeah, you're not making money while you're doing these steps, but you have to just remain focused and realize like if you do this and if you do it right, 
the money's going to follow it, right? And if the money follows it, the people that you're going to be able to help is just going to continue to follow that as well. So definitely helping people and, and making money, man. Okay. So how did you remind yourself like by doing this, that you're actually going to be like, like this is actually going to be something that's going to give you a return, a positive impact. Um, just, I mean, thinking about what I wanted, you know what I mean? Like dream boards are a good thing, man. Like dream boards are, are pretty cool. They, they, actually work i mean it's crazy that they do but it sounds like a corny thing to do but it's just it's crazy when you when you see what you want and you visualize what you want you see it day in and day out you just that's your motivation right you just work towards it you continue you don't give up um now obviously there are many people that are never going to make it just not going to happen because they're not willing to pass that that point that's just that breaking point you know what i mean um i th honestly man i thought i was one of those people that was just never going to get there but uh you just got to keep at it. You got to keep the faith and you just got to keep, keep trucking along as long as you can. So what was the vision that actually helped you get through the breaking point? Uh, my kids, man. Um, for me, that's, that's the thing. It's my wife and my kids and those, you know, they're the reason why I just bust my butt day in and day out just because I want them to have everything that they need that they want. Uh, I want a peaceful existence for them. I don't want anybody to worry about things, stress, money, food, whatever, you know? Um, that that's it for me. You know, for a lot of people, it could be cars, houses, whatever. But for me, it's my wife, my kids. How would you feel if like, you know, um, you, you weren't as successful or you didn't put in as much of an effort? Like, what would you explain to them? Um, phew, that's a good question. <laughs> Never really thought about it. Um, if I didn't put in uh, to, to be better than me, man, that's what I would tell them. You got to be better than me, which <laughs> is what I want to tell them anyways. But you know what I mean? Well, the, the, the question I asked, like, it, it was like, uh, I'm trying to get your visualization. So like, you're saying that you need to do this because you want, you know, have a better life for your kids and your wife. Um, what, what reasoning did you have in your mind saying that, you know, if they don't have that, like, I'm not successful. So I have to do this. It's not like I need to, do, like, I want to do this. I need to do this. What was that realization that you had? Uh, the realization was whenever I didn't have what I'm working towards as a kid. You know what I mean? Like I, I come from a broken family, things like that. So when I didn't have it, I knew I wanted it from a very young age. And that's when the realization happened for me. And that's probably a big motivating factor for me too, to work through all of this stuff. Um, you know, and you know, as many times as I would think about that, that's when that realization would happen over and over and over again. Like you can't quit because you've got this, you've, you've got your kids, your wife, you've, you have to continue for them. So, right. That makes sense, you know, because like for you, like it makes so much sense because it's a consistent reminder that you need to be successful because your kids are there. Your wife is there. Right. So it's not like it can go away. It's always right. there. You know, for someone who's single or, or doesn't have a family, sure. support, you know, it's not the same reminder. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, man. It's not. Um, and I wish I could speak to that. I truly can't. Um, you know, I other than, like I said, maybe like working towards a house or maybe even working towards that goal of having a family or whatever it is that you want, whether it's vacations, free time, whatever, uh, it is different for everybody, but, um, it just depends on how bad you want it. You know what I mean? Whatever your reason is, how bad do you want it? Do you want it that bad or don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people want it, but they have like all these distractions, right? Like for example, they're watching episode after episode and it's like, they don't even realize what they're doing, right? By just like, it's so easy just to sit in front of the TV and just let the next episode, you know, uh, you know, plays. And sure. like, you know, like if you're actually on uh, on Netflix, like the next episode just plays automatically. So you don't have to do anything, right? Right. Yep. Like, um, so I mean, like there's so many distractions out there. Um, and so your family, but being around your family, was that like something that helped you uh, stay focused on your goal? Yeah, it definitely is. And one of the biggest things that helped me, and I don't know how many of your listeners have partners or not, but having two partners, it, it makes it so we're all accountable, right? Like we're all accountable to each other. If one person doesn't do their job, the business fails. So when you know that, you know, two other people are doing what they need to do, you know, you have to show up and bring your A game for them too. Um, I mean, it's the same as my family, right? Like they're, my wife put in, puts in what she needs to do to be a wife and a mother to my kids. Like I'd feel irresponsible if I didn't bring my end to the table as well. You know what I mean? Uh, so for me, that was a big thing that helps a lot. And even if you don't have a partner, man, you owe it to yourself. You got to be accountable to yourself. Like 
yeah, it's tough, but you got to have discipline, you know, it's like stop watching Netflix. I know it's addicting, but just stop. Cause if you don't have the discipline, how are you going to deal with the bigger problems that come along with it as you get further and further into this, right? Like the more money you make, the more impact you have, the bigger your problems are going to be. I can promise you that. So you've got to have the discipline to move past those things. Okay. So, um, did you have the discipline when you started out? Like, um, or is something that you just fell into? It's something that I've grown to. Uh, I did have discipline for sure because I, I worked tirelessly, you know, for years making nothing. Um, but I will say my discipline has, has grown tremendously over the course of this entire process. Um, I mean, it's, it's just night and day before I would, you know, cut myself slack or, or make excuses for myself if something didn't go the way that I wanted to go. Um, you know, and, and now if, if that same thing were to happen, it, it hundred percent falls on me. Like if I, I, I got to hold it up on myself, you know what I mean? Okay. So for example, uh, what, when you say that, like the picture I get is like, for example, if you're doing a post every day, uh, you know, you're holding yourself accountable saying, Hey, look, um, you know, one day I missed it. One day I didn't, it's okay. I'll do it the next day. Um, but if you put up like a system that does it for you, then you don't even have to hold yourself accountable. Like the system yeah. does it for you. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that helped. Um, for sure. That, that is definitely something that we've adopted. Right. Um, but just, yeah, to, to, agree with what you're saying, like how I've grown into this is, is because if you look at my business page, I, I barely post. Like I, I'm, first of all, I, I'm probably one of the very few marketers in the world that hates social media, like for personal use. I don't like it, man. I'm, I'm not the type of person to put my business out there. Not to be hundred percent honest, don't care about other people's business. Um, but you know, when it comes to a business perspective to where I, I know how it works and I know that it's successful and going to continue to be successful, like you can check out our page, uh, Dr. Bill Cole on Facebook. I mean, we post countless times, you know, and I think it's like four times a day. Um, and that's where I, I, I shift my, my energy towards, you know what I mean? It's like, that's established, that's working. Once that's good and I'm completely satisfied, then maybe I'll keep up with my own page and work on that later on. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to move towards like when you were younger, um, how did you get started in, in business? Um, what, I like, your, like when you were younger, like when you were 10 years old to like 20 years old, like where yeah. were you? So the way I got started is my best friend in school. Um, his name is Christian. He somehow got into like buying Xbox 360 or Xbox 360s. Right. And he would strip them down. And he would sell it for parts. Uh, because you can buy a whole Xbox and s sell all the parts for way more than you paid for it. He did that for a little while. And I think it was like a year into it. He got connected with this guy and where any like returned remote control or, or video game, whatever goes to, <clears throat> excuse me, goes to a warehouse. My friend Christian would buy it all and sell it for wholesale. And he's making like 125 grand a year and we're kids. Right. And I'm like, geez, that sounds freaking amazing. Like I, I want some of that. Right. So I tried, I tried to find a wholesaler. I tried to do this and that to find something on eBay to buy and sell and did okay with it, made a little bit of money, but nothing crazy like he was. Um, but that fueled me from that point forward that a little bit of money is never going to cut it for me. Like working a nine to five, getting paid minimum wage, even a decent salary is never going to cut it for me. I, I have to have, you know, top notch. I have to have top notch impact income. Um, so from a young kid, you know, it's just, it's always been there. It's just, in my eyes, it took me a little longer to get there than I wanted to. And I, I know that in a lot of other people's eyes, it was a lot quicker than, than most, but. How long is that? Um, so I'm 29. Um, I started doing this eight years ago. Um, so it took eight years, which again, in my mind is an eternity um, <laughs> after all the hard work and effort we put into it. But um it's a blessing when you started out like your initial target obviously you're seeing it years is a lot what was the target that you initially had um initially i wanted in, in reference to what like income well i mean you said you know your target of being successful uh, and i guess that you're referring to income was like eight years but like what do you how many years did you want to have that impact oh. yeah yeah man so for me i mean i wanted it to be like six months you know, like I wanted to jump in the game six months from them, be like, you know, a game player. Um, that would have been great. Realistically, in my mind, I was thinking two years. Um, and you can ask my wife, she 
just would continuously tell me, just relax. It's going to happen. Relax, relax. I'm like, I can't relax. It has to happen. It has to happen now. Um, but yeah, you know, it just doesn't work out that way all the time, but, um, that's where I was. Wow. So, you know, you're sharing like so many of the things that, you know, um, you know, all entrepreneurs go through and like, I can relate to so much, you know, cause I want everything also fast in my audience too. They want everything fast, right? That's what they want to like go online. They maybe they don't enjoy their, their job. So they're also looking to translate as fast as possible. Um, yeah. So you said you got started, you know, trying flips, flipping stuff on eBay and then like you got a, a job after that or how did you transition? Yeah, I started college. Um, I was actually going to go to college to be a chiropractor. Uh, thank my father-in-law who is a chiropractor said, Hey, wait before you like, literally my wife and I were, we weren't married at the time. We were about to get married. She's going to sign a lease in Atlanta, Georgia to go to chiropractor college, went down, visited, come back. He's like, just wait. He's like, come work for me for a year. Help me with my marketing. He's like, if you still like it, then go to college. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I can make some money, save up a little bit. You know, that way we can afford to live. Um, I worked for him for that year got involved with the marketing, um, which again, I had a little bit of experience with, with eBay and Amazon and that kind of stuff. Um, and I just, I, I never looked back. Were you learning this marketing? Just like, was it something that you already had knowledge of and that's why he invited you? Or he's like, I need this help. Can you learn this? Yeah. So it's something I had a little bit of knowledge of. I was by no means an expert marketer. I mean, at all. I knew the basic functionality of Facebook ads, you know, how to turn one on, but that was pretty much the extent of it. But, um, working for him allowed me to gain even in that, that small amount of time within a year to gain so much insight as to how to properly structure an ad, how to scale an ad, how to, you know, find that audience and, and all of that stuff. So again, I didn't know too much, but I had a little bit, I, I had more knowledge than most people around here had, um, you know, just digital, you know what I mean? Like I understood how online worked. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Okay. And were you taking a course at, at that time? Yeah, I was taking a few courses. Um, I took like, uh, like Hootsuite courses, you know, things that were really popular back then. Um, I, I can't even remember some of the courses that I took. I did take probably anywhere between five and 10 courses, all cheap. Nothing was expensive. You know what I mean? Like hundred dollar courses. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was probably three and a half, four years ago now that we got involved with ClickFunnels and that's when the courses really took off and I started taking a lot, you know? Okay. So when you were taking these courses, were you just taking them to actually like make money out of them or you just wanted it for knowledge? Both. Um, I, I was trying to get certified. I, I did get certified with a handful of people, a uh, handful of companies, um, but also to learn, you know what I mean? Like I, one thing about me is I don't like, I don't like knowing that there's anybody that can do something better than I can do. Um, it's, you know, it's a weakness, but it's also a strength. You know, I, I want to make sure that I can do something to the best of my ability and know that I'm stacking up against some of the best that can do it. Uh, so that's really why I took the courses. I just, I want to know anything and everything there is to know about something that I'm going to be doing. So. Okay. So you wanted to become a, 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 a what was a, the, the practice again? What was the name? Um, so right now it's a, it's a functional medicine practice. That's what we do. It's just natural health. Um, you know, meal plans, supplements, stuff like that. Okay. I wanted to ask about chiropractic. So you wanted to become a chiropractor. Why is that? I love the idea of it. I love natural health. Um, my father-in-law was actually the first one to ever adjust me. And it was one of the best experiences I ever had. Um, and, it, you know, from that point, I was like, man, this is amazing. The, the, the ideas behind it, I wanted to be a chiropractor. Um, I, I'm constantly reminded how I'm not a people person. So having to see, you know, dozens of people in a day is, it, it's not good for me. <laughs> okay. So, um, before becoming, uh, uh working for your, your father-in-law, uh, sorry, was it for your father-in-law? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. So before working for him, um, like, um, uh, did he need help in marketing? Is, is that why he, he asked you to do stuff because he knew that you already had some success with other stuff in marketing or he just trusted you and you know, he thought that you could do a good job? Um, so <laughs> this is something that's, that I, I think to be true. I don't know 100%, but I really think he didn't want his daughter, his only daughter, moving to Atlanta, Georgia, um, you know, and moving away from home. 
Um, but in all reality, he did trust me for sure. Um, but I, I had some, he didn't have troubles with marketing. He just wasn't digital at all. Uh, and he knew that that was something that was coming. Um, he didn't know when, he didn't know how, but he knew it was coming and he wanted to at least somewhat begin the transition. You know what I mean? So that, that's kind of where his mind was. Um, and that's why he brought me home. Okay. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff when you're learning, um, you don't know how to do. Uh, did you have some issues like when you started working for your father-in-law, did you have some issues like uh, stuff that you didn't know how to do and how did you go through them? Yeah. Um, I, I had lots of issues. Um, the biggest one being we had a guy that we used for Facebook ads probably a year, maybe a year and a half into me starting with my father-in-law. He would run our Facebook ads, same thing for seminars, right? Um, and back then they were getting us probably 14 people to show up. Um, and I was like, Hey, look, we're paying this guy 500 bucks a month. Let, let me, let me do it. I, I think I can do it. And I think I can do it better than he can. I took it over. I, I had better numbers than the, that guy did, um, in terms of like engagement on the ads and stuff like that. But the show up rate, no, man, not at all. Like, I think I had like maybe two people show up and at this point we stopped paying the guy. Right. So I, I struggled hard to get ads that would actually work that would get people to show up. And it got pretty pretty dang bad at one point to where my father-in-law was like, look, he's like, I want you to be here. Like I really do. He's like, but if we're not making money, I can't keep you on. I'm like, I totally understand that man. Like, you don't, you don't have to say anything else. I get it. I'm, I hear you. I'm going to do whatever I can do to make it happen. Um, so at that point, you know, that's when I dove into more courses and, and, and reached out to, you know, other people in the same you know line of work. And, um, you know, those to me, those kind of words to me are words that are like, I'm not proving my worth. I'm not bringing what I need to bring to the table. And, and it, it just, it motivates me, you know? Okay. So you know, at that point, you know, you can actually go the other way and just, Hey, look, maybe it's not working out for, for this client. Maybe I can just go to another client and just try to do the same thing. Um, because like, you know, the $500, that's not a lot of money, you know, and you putting in that much time, that much effort for some people that like, Hey, it's just a $500. It's not worth it for me. Right. Um, how did you actually flip the switch and say, like, no, I'm going to do this. I don't care if it's going to cost me more money. It's going to cost me more time. I'm going to figure this out. How did you uh, make that uh, decision? Yeah. So going to somebody else wasn't an option for me because if I couldn't prove that I could do it for one person, I couldn't prove that I could do it for the next. Um, you know, even though I, in theory, I knew what I was doing and what I was, you know, you know, what I wanted to do would work because other people are doing it. Obviously it can happen. Um, but for me, it was, I can't, I, I don't care if I'm getting paid more than, the, than anybody in the world. And it's not even my fault. If I can't make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. You know what I mean? Like I, I cannot, I cannot take the loss. I just can't do it. Uh, it's just not in me. So I have to do anything and everything possible to make sure that I learn it, I figure it out, or I find the best person that can do it and make it happen for me. Okay. And so, so you said you, you bought a course that helped you and trained you to get these results that you were looking for? Uh, I dove into more courses. Um, I don't know if one thing, I, to be 100% honest with you, I don't remember what the, the, the determining factor was that, that you know, sparked that, that change. Um, I don't remember if it was one course or another, but something happened. And, and I remember like turning on the seminar funnel, and I think we got like 20 or 30 people to show up after a couple more times. Um, and if I remember correctly, we started throwing a little bit more money at it too, more money at the Facebook ads. Um, so that definitely helped. Okay. And the money that you were spending, it was uh, your father-in-law's money or was it your money? No, it was his money. Yeah. Okay. And like about how much were you guys spending uh, bef uh, you know, before and how much were you spending about afterwards? Yeah. So we were paying that guy 500 bucks and he would then take 500 bucks and put it into Facebook ads. Now, you know, as well as I do, and I'm sure your listeners know as well too, that Facebook changes constantly, right? So today, $500 thrown at an ad may work really well tomorrow. It might not do a single thing for you. Um, so I'd, I'd like to think that that's what happened in the transition from that gentleman to myself. Uh, Facebook just changed, you know? Um, but when we started putting more towards it and we adjusted our, our, our game plan a little bit with Facebook, you know, that's, you know, we were spending 500 bucks that time. I think we spent 1500 bucks when we reassessed and started doing it differently. Okay. So you get more money to Facebook and they got to start giving you better results. Yep. How, how did you know that, you know, you wanted, like, how did you know that you had to do this process through a funnel? Um, just because I knew, 
I've, I've tried using Facebook leads, right? Like using just Facebook's platform to do all the work. And it never really panned out in terms of the quality of the lead. Um, you know, I mean, for certain businesses, it may work well, but for me, it never did, no matter what kind of business I was working with. Um, you know, a landing page and a funnel, you know, that, that works way better for me every single time, every single time. Um, because I can, I, you have a little bit more freedom when you create a funnel as compared to doing it all through Facebook using their forms. You just have more freedom. You can design it better. You can make it look different. You can say things a little bit more than you can say on Facebook. You know what I mean? Um, so that for me, and plus the biggest thing for me is I, I like to be artistic. I like to create funnels. It's my, it's one of my favorite things in the world to do. So, uh, the more funnels I can create, the better. Okay. And so, um, like, did you guys have a website before getting into funnels? Yeah, we did. Um, it was terrible. Um, but we had one. Uh, it was, I mean, it looked like a medical website, right? Like medical websites are terrible. They don't work half the time. They're boring looking. Uh, and that's what we have. Um, I mean, even to this day, our website's nothing special. It's still pretty, pretty plain. Um, but we don't drive any traffic to it. We never did. Okay. And how did you make a transition from a website to a funnel? Um, so we made it when we got involved with click funnels. Um, you know, we, we used funnels with lead pages, you know, for years, but, uh, when we really got involved with click funnels, I was really sold on the idea that the website was dead and the funnel is the new thing, right? Um, people get confused by that, I think. Uh, and for your listeners, I think it would, it would be beneficial for them to understand that when they're saying that a funnel is a website, right? Like you can make a funnel a website. Um, it's just the old school, like <clears throat> WordPress websites. So they're just, they're, they're not necessary anymore. So a funnel is, it's easy to build. Um, you know, it's more straight line. It, it gets your point across. It leads them, leads the prospects better. Uh, you know, but again, it, it's essentially the same thing as a website. It's just, it's better. Right. Right. Okay. So, uh, now, so you start, you know, playing with Facebook ads, you know, you understood what a funnel is, you start getting better, uh, traffic. Um, how did you now, how did you take that? How'd you continuously doing it? And how did you get that $1 million, uh, milestone yeah so when you start making money you you can afford to test a little bit right um so the, the more we started to make uh the more we were able to just try new things see what works better uh split test you know what i mean so the more we did that the more i learned um you know what what copy works better does video work better than images do do um you know this audience to that audience uh you know what placements work best you know testing all those things uh, and I wish I could give definitive answers, but again, it's different for everybody. Um, you know, all those things are different for everybody. Um, but you know, the more success you have, the more you can test, the more you can try things out. And, and that's what worked for us. Um, and you know, even more so now, um, like I mentioned previously, we turned this, this new machine on in November, um, fast forward to, um, March, April and May, uh, we've done over a million dollars each month. And we're only continuing to grow that. And, you know, obviously we have a ton more employees now. We've had to hire like crazy. But, um, you know, again, the more money, the more you're able to test. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're trying new things constantly every single day. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nick Kuzmich. Um, Nick Kuzmich, the Facebook marketing guy. Okay, no, I haven't heard of him. If you guys are not familiar with him, I highly recommend looking into him. Um, we have him running our ads and he's, I mean, he's amazing. Guy's a genius. So you get to look in there, you see what, what things that they're testing and working on. And, um, you know, you just, you constantly learn. Okay. Once again, you know, you, you mentioned the mar the, the part where it's actually boring. You know, you mentioned like testing and mm -hmm. that's like the most boring part of the business testing to see if it works, if it doesn't work. And it's also you know, the, the most painful because, you know, there's sometimes you're losing a lot of money. Sure. Um, how did you get past that, you know, that phase and yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to give you an example, um, when it was always hard, right. It's always hard losing the money. Now we're a little bit more okay with it. Um, just because, you know, it's worth it. It's, it's worth it to invest in it. Um, but when we turned this most recent project on, you know, we were working with a coach and he's, he's saying like, Hey, what are your wins for the day? And we're like, Hey, you know, we haven't, made a dime yet. We spent about 30 grand on Facebook ads, but we've got 
152 calls on the books. So super excited about that because we know that's going to translate into money, right? Um, but, you know, it, it's hard, especially when you, you're just getting started, right, to spend that money before you even make a cent. Um, and I don't know what the majority of your listeners do in business, but if it's anything like mine, it's like you don't see that money back for a while, right? And especially with the pace we were going, we had people booked out like eight weeks. Um, so we had at least eight weeks to, to wait before we knew we were going to make anything. Um, and it just so happened to be around Christmas time, Thanksgiving. So it was like super nerve wracking because we had no idea if this was going to work. Like we were either broke, like negative broke or, or something amazing just happened. Um, so, you know, you just, again, you got to keep the faith. You got to just, you know, trust in the process, man. Okay. So, uh, let's go through your, your funnel. Like when you were, that you were doing before, um, you had an offer and you were booking a call. Uh, what were they, what were they getting in return? Like, uh, what were they signing up for? Yeah. So basically they watch a 90 minute presentation. Actually, it's not 90 minutes. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's about 60 minutes. They watch a 60 minute presentation. They are then offered a $97 phone call or not a phone call. It's a zoom call, right? They also get an at home test, two at home tests. Once a year in test, one is like an assessment form. Um, they fill these out. Then they get on the call with their sales rep. Um, the sales rep goes through what they're dealing with, what are their struggles, you know, what kind of problems do they need help with. Um, and then if it's a good fit, and, that, and that's a big thing too, like we don't want to work with people that are not a good fit for, for a variety of reasons. And I strongly encourage everybody listening to, to do the same, right? Because previously I was in a situation I would have worked with anybody. I didn't care. I was broke, man. I would do anything for the money. Um, now, thank goodness, we're in a position to push away the people that are not a good fit. And you definitely want to do that. So anyways, if they're a good fit, we pitch them a, a $5,300 program. Um, if they want that program, awesome. They sign up, they get supplements, they get meal plans, they get a personal coach, they get a Facebook group, they get tons of stuff, right? Like tons and tons of stuff. And it's a six, um, a five month program. And it's been nothing short of amazing. Okay. But just like, thank you for, you know, touching on the point of like choosing your clients. Cause I think, you know, people starting out, you know, it's something that we always struggle with because we want the money. So we, we put up with like, you know, these annoying, sure. you know, clients. Um, and yeah. I, I can see, you know, that bothered you. So you had to mention it, even though you were talking about it. So, you know, thank you for actually bringing that up. Yeah, man. Uh, of course. And, and one other thing to add to that too, um, you know, it's the price point, right? If you're cheap, you're going to work with those kind of people. When we were doing seminars and if we had an off month and we weren't collecting enough money, we started like dropping the prices and we're selling like a health program, like a six month health program. We're selling it for like 1500 bucks. And every single one of them that would sign up was a problem. They complain, they, they blame, they, they, they don't put the work in. Right. And then we get these people now who are spending $5,300 with us and none of them complain. They, they, they see the value there. Right. So I know Russell Brunson said it once, like there's no, uh, there's no benefit to being the cheapest out there, but there is a benefit to being the most expensive. Right. Um, that to me was a light bulb when I heard it. And from that point forward, being the most expensive or at least one of the most expensive, you work with a higher quality client. You really do. So someone starting out, like you suggest them to, you know, just have something like at a higher level or should they start off small and like, you know, have cheaper prices and then go to that? Or you're saying that just build something that's a higher price brand uh, and just get clients to, to get to that range. Yeah. So if you're just starting out, what I would do is find somebody else that's in your lane, like whatever it is that you do, find somebody that's similar to you in terms of where they're at. Um, price a little bit higher than that, right? You want to be higher than the person that's the same as you, but you don't, I mean, obviously if I'm a funnel builder, right? I'm not, if I've never successfully built somebody a funnel, but I'm just starting out, I'm not going to go out there and be the most expensive funnel builder on the planet. Just not going to do it. Right. But I am going to find somebody that's in a similar situation and that's already charging people for it. And I'm going to price myself a little bit higher than that. Um, as you go, depending on your price point and where you want to be, what we did was we took our program up 300 and $300 increments um, until we got to where we are right now. We're going to continue to take it up. Um, you know what I mean? But that's just, that's where you got to start. You got to start a little bit higher than, than your direct competition and just incrementally take it up from there. That's very unique advice. I've never heard something like that. It's, uh, it's really nice. 
Um, so uh, going back to you know your your process before actually getting to your program, uh, like so, what were they what were they opting in for, and what was the, the ninety seven dollars for? Was it for like the, the chiropractor uh, sessions? Um, no, actually, we we don't do chiropractic at all anymore. Uh, that's completely done with. Uh, so functional medicine is just completely different. It's basically consulting. Uh, it's just health consulting, right? In a natural capacity. It's not no drugs, no meds or anything like that. Um, so when they pay that $97, that is literally just to get them a consultation via Zoom and the two tests that they do at home. Um, that $97 basically is a qualifier. Like if you're willing to spend that $97, then you're probably a decent candidate for us to get on the phone with. If, I mean, we get people on our Facebook ads daily saying like, can't afford it, can't afford it, $97 too much. Like, okay, that's fine, but you're not a good fit for this. Like if you can't afford $97, there's no way you're gonna be able to afford a $5,300 program. Um, so it, it's really just a qualifier for us. And then we even take it a step further. We ask them a series of qualification questions um, because we, you know, again, we wanna make sure that these are the best people get, that we're getting on a Zoom with. Um, and the very last question we asked them is, are you able and willing to allocate funds to pay for the process of getting your health and your life back? Right. So whatever, whatever process that you're selling or anybody is selling, are they willing to, to, to pay for it? And, and are they willing to put in the effort? Right. So that, that's basically what we're selling on the phone. That way, when our sales reps uh, get on the phone with them, they know exactly what they're getting into. And, and if they answer those questions improperly, like, no, I'm not willing, or, hey, I already spent $97, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get on, on Zoom with them and tell them, like, hey, look, I, I noticed your questions. This probably really isn't a good fit for you. Now, it's totally up to you. I can either, either give you your 97 bucks back or we can go through this process. Wow, awesome. Um, I like how you make the price irrelevant. Like, you focus on, like, if they need it, uh, focus on the need, and then if it actually does uh, benefit them, then you talk about it. So you're not even actually selling up ahead. Right, absolutely. And one of the biggest things too that we've added um, that I would encourage anybody and everybody to do is push, push, push. Like push people away, man. Like do your best to tell them like, look, this isn't for you if this is you. This is not for you if you found yourself doing X, Y, or Z. Like give them every reason in the book to say, you know what? No, you're right. I don't want this. Give them every reason because the few people that do say yes to it are going to be incredible, incredible clients and they're going to be willing to pay you top dollar. Okay. So for, for people who are actually looking to get clients, you know, let's say they're trying to get their first 10 clients. Most of the time they're doing the outreach, right? Like they're calling, they're emailing, they're sending out messages on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, they're sending out emails. And so, uh, a lot of the times, uh, like you feel like you have to like portray that, you know, your, your uh, value to them, but sure. the process you're, you're showing is like, they're coming to you. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's a totally different animal. Um, and you know, I have experience to that too. I spent probably a year going on like Quora and like answering questions about funnels and answering questions about Facebook ads. And I try to bait them into, coming on with me and, and paying me to do their, their stuff for them. Um, but it doesn't necessarily change though, when it comes to the fact that whatever your offer is, you have to make it so good that they can't say no to you. Right? Like if you're willing to get like, let me tell you like our, our programs that we sell right now, right? We're giving them so much that it's like, if they said no to this there, I promise you, they will look back in a year or two, 10 from now and be like, that was so stupid of me for not doing this because I'm in a much worse off position than I, than I was then. Right. So you have to, you have to build the value of that to be so high, even if it, even if it, it requires a lot of work from yourself, like that's where you make the price worth it. Right. But you just, you have to have value. If you sell a terrible product or if you're, you know, like I wouldn't get out there and say, Hey, I create funnels, pay me 10,000 bucks, right? You've got to be like, yeah, look, I create funnels. I make it both mobile and web optimized. I, I will create the script for you. I will, um, you know, I, I'll create the emails for you. I will create, the, you know, the email lists for you, the follow-up sequence. I'll send the text for you. I, like you've got to add every single thing to it so that like they can't be like, okay, well, that's great. Now I have to find somebody else to do this for me. Nope, you're going to do that for them because it's included in your price. Like the value has to be so amazing and worth it to them, right? That they can't say no to you. 
Okay, so that makes sense. Um, how do you get the initial uh, traffic? How do you get people to opt in, you know, to something? Uh, is it like a free thing or is it something on a discount? What is yes. your opinion? So we run our Facebook ads. We get people to opt in for a webinar, right? They watch the 60-minute webinar. Um, and then it's like 10 seconds after the webinar page actually loads, there's a button that says, yes, I need your help. Um, although we do strongly encourage, actually, it's mandatory that they have to watch the entire training, whether they buy the consult, you know, whether if they buy it. Um, and we send it to them multiple times before their consult ever happens. But yeah, so it's free to watch the presentation if they want to work, if they want to have that consultation, it's 97 bucks. And that is discounted by the way, the, the consultation itself, if it was like a la carte would be over 500 bucks. Okay. So, um, it, like you, you said that the webinar is mandatory for them to actually before even getting into your, your, your business. Like the reason you say it's mandatory is because you want to pre-frame them, pre-frame them before they get into your business. Yeah. Um, it's for a couple of reasons. Yes. We definitely want to pre-frame, pre-frame them for sure. Um, but two, like if, if, if they get on the consultation and we're talking about, we talk about the cells of our bodies being inflamed, right? And we need to address that. All sickness is a cellular issue. And if we start saying that to them during the consultation, they're like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, did you watch the presentation? Well, no, I didn't. Well, then this call isn't happening. And we will terminate the call right then and there. Um, you know, that's one of the very first questions that our reps ask, like, hey, so you definitely watch the entire presentation, right? And if they say yes, awesome, we'll move forward. If they say no, we're going to have to reschedule this call until you've watched it. Um, because they have to understand what it is. Because, I mean, this is probably something your listeners would be open and happy to have. But some people just buy because they just like to buy stuff, right? And we get those people. And, you know, we, we don't really want to work with those people unless it totally makes sense, right? So they have to watch the entire presentation for it to totally make sense to them. Um, otherwise we're wasting our time. We're going to spend so much more time on the phone with these people or on zoom with these people and we're wasting time. That's awesome. Um, and I can see that that working, you know, if you start getting a lot of traffic and a lot of clients, um, but if you're getting like, you know, like only like 10 people and refusing 10 people, then it becomes a bit sure. hard. Yeah, man, absolutely does. Um, so <clears throat> I wouldn't say push as hard as we do, um, until you're, you're doing well with it. Um, but you know, still be a little bit pushy because if you're still, if you're pushy a little bit, it just makes people want it more. Um, you know, don't go crazy with it, but push a little bit. And why is that? Why is it when you say no to someone, uh, like they want it more? I couldn't tell you, man. It's just, it's something about people. Like we have our Facebook group and we've had a handful of people. I would say three or four people that just like to cause trouble, right? They get in the group, they start posting negativity and people start feeding off of it. So we've had to warn them. Um, one lady in particular, I told her, I was like, look, you got to stop. We're kicking you out of the group, right? And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. She's been a, a saint ever since. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just when you tell people like, nope, you're done. I we even told her like, we'll fully refund you. You'll get your money back. She's like, no, no, no. I want this. I need this. Please don't kick me out. I, I promise I, I won't do it again. It's just, you know, people want what they can't have always. Right. I mean, that's why we're all in this business because we can't have certain things and we want them. So that's why we're trying to grow a business because we want those things. Right. Um, it's just, it's the same, it's the same drive. Awesome. Thanks for, you know, clarifying that, but it's also how it works. Um, human nature, right? Like it's online, offline. It's the same thing. It is. Yep. It is. It's amazing how people are all the same too. Right. So, um, I want to talk about, you know, um, I, I, I was looking at one of your posts on Instagram and you mentioned that, you know, uh, you made about $17,000, a bit, a bit over that. Uh, and you got 183 people to opt into your funnel. Um, and you said that was, that was amazing, right? Like you got the 1700, the 17,000. Mm-hmm. Was it from, was it from the same, sorry. Um, the $17,000 came from the 183 people. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, it, it's that. And it's actually this funnel that we've been talking about here. Um, that was, I tell my wife all the time, I wish I didn't post that picture because it was like just shortly after that, that things went absolutely crazy and the numbers just went through the roof. Um, you know, I, I mean, we do, I don't know, probably 70, 80 grand a day sometimes, um, including sales of consults and sales of the programs. Um, 
you know what I mean? And, and it's only getting better from here. And this is nothing that's, you know, what we've done. This is, has nothing to do with us. You know, yeah, we put in the effort. We worked hard, but God, it's all God. You know what I mean? Like we've just been beyond blessed. And you're saying this is because of the coronavirus? <laughs> I guess, man. Like, it, you know, it, everybody else went downhill coronavirus, right? We just con con continuously went up. Um, I guess people were at home, they were bored, they're on Facebook, they see our ads, they opt in, they buy, they know they're sick. So it's like, yeah, let's, let's do the health program. Um, I mean, it has just been absolutely crazy. The only thing that was worse for us during co the coronavirus was uh, cancellations. We had more cancellations that we, than we usually have. It was probably about 16% uh, compared to usually we see about 2 to 3%. Um, so we expected it. We're okay with it. You know, it's going to happen. COVID's just about over, hopefully. Um, we'll get back to normal here. Okay, so and do you expect you know the uh, the revenue to drop down significantly, like from 80k a day to like maybe like 8k 8k a day? No, I don't. Here's why: um, the way we structure our ads is we build audiences one step at a time, right? So if they see the first layer of our videos, they get put into the next audience. Um, and that next audience is where we make our money. Like the first layer of our Facebook ads is, is doing absolutely nothing but offering help. Um, we don't try to get them to do anything. We don't tell them to watch the webinar. Our first layer is just, hey, here's a tip for this, here's a tip for that, here's this and that and blah, blah, blah. We are doing nothing but just trying to help people and give them small little tips to get quick wins, right? Um, when you can do that and you show them that you're the real deal, like, like you know, this three minute video just helped me, you know, it helped this problem helped alleviate that problem, whatever, uh, they're then more inclined to trust you. And when they see your next layer of ads, that's like, hey, um, come watch my, my presentation on X, Y, or Z. They're like, uh, yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. And they come watch it. And obviously that's, that's why they buy. So we nurtured that audience to, to be a pretty dang big audience. Um, so we have that to go for a while. More people are coming into our Facebook world um, every single day with the health conditions that we're marketing for then we can possibly service. So I'm not worried about it slowing down. Um, if it does, then it's meant to be, and we'll just have to adapt and move on to the next. Awesome. So, um, talking about your funnels and getting to your webinar, like how many videos are this looking at before they get to your webinar? So right now, I think we have like 20 videos going on Facebook ads. Um, when we first turned it on, so we have a, a rule that we teach our doctors that we coach. It's the seven, seven, seven rule, right? So you have seven ads, seven ad videos that on the, on the front layer that are just helping people. Okay. And then you have seven call to action videos, seven videos that are going to get them to watch your presentation. Okay. And then if they watch the presentation, but they don't buy, you have another seven videos that retarget them. Okay. So seven, seven, seven. Okay. okay. Okay, and uh, I was just making an Instagram post about this. Uh, okay, so 777. There we go. All right, so, um, and basically, like, the seven, first seven videos, you, you, like, you look at them, like, how much percent they've watched, and then they move on to the second section? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we use ThruPlay um, just because it is recommended by Facebook. It has been the best tool for us. We've tested other things, three seconds, you know, whole video view, whatever, but ThruPlay has worked well for us. Um, so if they watch 15 seconds or more of the first layer, they get bumped into the next layer. Okay. Awesome. Um, and so, you know, you mentioned that you're using a lot of video. Are you using only videos or do you also try out like in doing pictures? So only video for the first two layers, like we are only using video for the helpful content. We're only using video for the, uh, the call to action ads. But the retargeting, like it's all retargeting other than the first layer, right? But the, if they watch the presentation but didn't buy those retargeting videos, we use some images. Um, it's still mostly video, but we, we throw a handful of images in there. Um, again, the 777 rule is what we started with, crushed it for us. Um, now, obviously, we're testing new things. We're trying new videos and all that stuff. So we have about 20 videos, maybe even more at this point. I don't even know. Um, but roughly about 20 videos going in each layer and then images in the, in the third layer, too. Okay, that seems like a, a lot of work. It is, but uh, time is your best friend. You know what I mean? Like we accumulated most of these videos by trying it before. Uh, we've tried this several times. Like we've tried to do webinars, I don't even know how many times, but we would get scared every time because we don't see that immediate return and we'd ditch and we'd run back to seminars. Um, when we finally stuck to it, you know, we had a, a just a, a barrage of videos to use um, because we created them for our Facebook page. 
um, but we have more than a hundred videos that we've we've had success with on our page. So we just take those and we use them for ads. Okay, wow. Uh, I want to ask you now. Uh, you know, you've given so much value. You've given us the entire map. You know of how your funnel works, how funnels work, uh, why they're better. So there's so much value. So thank you for you know giving us all these details of all these small steps that most people might not be aware of and. Yeah, so really, I wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. Happy to do it. Uh, I want to ask you, if you have to name like your top three books that you've read that really helped you in your business, uh, what would you say they are? I will. Give me one second. So I'm not 100% if all of these are my top three, but definitely.com expert secrets and traffic secrets are the real deal. Um, they're great. They're fantastic. But, um, one of the best books and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have probably read it is think and grow rich. Um, you know, that was probably the first, you know, entrepreneurial book that I read. And after reading that book, it was, you know, it was nonstop go for me. Um, uh, I don't know, man. There's, there's lots. High Performance Habits is a great one um, by Brennan Burchard. Fantastic book. Um, okay. I, gun to my head. Think and Grow Rich, um, .com Secrets, and High Performance Habits. Nope. Magnetic, magnetic Marketing by, by uh, oh goodness, what's his name? Just Dan Kennedy. Just passed away. Jeez. Okay. So out of the three books of Russell Brunson, you're saying .com Secrets was your, 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 well, your favorite? Yeah, it probably was my favorite just because it was more in my lane. Um, I loved Expert Secrets. I actually read Expert Secrets first, um, but it's more so the presentation. It's more so the wording, and I'm not, that's not my favorite part of it. My favorite part is digital, the stuff that's boring to most people. You know what I mean? Dotcom Secrets is definitely more so the, 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 the marketing side of it, the tech side of it, and that's, that's where I live. Okay, awesome. And so, uh, People that influenced you in your life, like in terms of like marketing and business, if you had to name the top three, what would you say they are? Uriel Kane, um, Frank Kern, and then Russell Brunson. Okay, and why? Uh, Uriel Kane, man, he is a health business coach. Uh, he is an amazing human being. Um, I mean, he is, I mean, he helped us for real launch this whole thing. We pretty much hired his whole team too. Uh, to help us through this and to help us grow as much as we could. Uh, Frank Kern, because he's the coolest dude out there. Um, and most of our ad structure is, is closely based on what he teaches. Um, and then Russell Brunson for bringing me into this world and creating, he and Todd Dickerson creating arguably the best software platform known to man. Okay. Awesome. So we got your books, you got your, um, your uh, three influencers. So if you had to name like top three softwares that's helped you um, in your business, uh, it could be tools, it could be softwares, like you have no doubt, but you just need these three softwares to help in your business. What comes to your mind? Um, yeah. So click funnels, obviously. Um, I don't know if you got, if you have a team, uh, Slack is simply incredible. We use Slack at least once an hour. Um, Slack's amazing. There's also shift, which is like all your tools in one software. Um, and then what's another one active campaigns pretty good for us too. Okay. Active campaign. Perfect. All right. Um, so I, I want to ask you, uh, first, uh, if people want to reach out to you, what would be the best way? Uh, you can hit me on Instagram. Okay. Great. And if someone wanted to work with you, what, what would be the best way? Best way to work with me is to hit me on Instagram. We'll set up a time to talk. Um, uh, just to let everybody know it's not cheap, but I promise you, you'll get the best product you'll, uh, you'll ever get. Okay, awesome. Uh, so I have my final question for you now. Uh, and this is probably one of the, the, the questions that, you know, my guests like the most and also like my audience would be like the best. Um, so I want you to imagine you have a safe at home, okay? And it's in the basement. You go downstairs. You put your hand onto the wall. It reads your hand, hand uh, fingerprints, and it opens up a door. You walk inside. Uh, there's a lock there. Only you have access to that lock. So you have a key. You put it in. You turn the key. It opens up the lock. It opens up the second door. You walk inside. There's a briefcase there. 
that briefcase has a combination. Only you have access to this combination. No one else knows this. Uh, you put in the code, it opens up the briefcase and there's only one document in that briefcase. If one day, if you were not on this planet and you have to leave like a couple of steps, some tips, some strategies, maybe for your family, you know, when your kids are getting, uh, you know, get older, you know, they'll have access to this document or maybe if it was your wife, if you weren't here, what would you write on that document to help them succeed? Yeah, uh, be okay with things not going the way you want it to go. When things break, um, it's an opportunity. It's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, if something's broken, you then have the chance to make it better than it was before it was broken. Um, don't give up on things just because it seems like it's out of your reach or if it's too hard. It's not, man. Like, if it, there are so many people doing great things. Um, we're all great. We all have the capabilities to do amazing, amazing things. Um, push through all the nonsense, all the craziness you hear in the world. It's irrelevant. All the only thing that matters is you and what you can do and what you're prepared to do. Awesome. So I'm really thankful for, you know, you sharing that message with us. I hope that, you know, everyone who's listening, you know, on this podcast, this episode is going to be able to uh, take that and apply that into their life. Uh, I also really wanted to like, thank you for, you know, like, I feel like, you know, you're a very like a regular guy, right? Everything you've done, everything you've said is very simple. It's very easy to understand. There's nothing complicated. And, you know, you just made it so easy to understand a lot of these complicated stuff. So I really wanted to thank you for that. Oh man, super happy to be here. I'm excited. I had fun. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. So all the links that you've mentioned, I'll be happy to include them at the, uh, uh, at the bottom of the show notes. So people want, who would want to reach out to you or work with you, they'll be able to do that. Cool. Sounds good to me, brother. All right. So that's the end of the episode. You know, Richard, thank you once again. And guys, talk to you guys on the next episode. We're more customers. Thank you, thank you for listening to that episode. I have a really cool announcement for you. I'm, uh, I've created a page where I've collected all the resources uh, that our guests on our show have been giving. So, you know, they are, they've been giving tips on, you know, some of the tools that they, they've been using. They've given, you know, um, helpful softwares that they use. Um, so I'm compiling them and I'm putting them onto a page. Also, you know, some of the softwares and tools that I've been using for my business, I'm also making a list. And if you guys like to have access to that, you know, to help yourself and your business, well, you can now. Um, I'm going to give you the guys the link and you can visit this link and uh, you'll have access to you know, all this information. Um, so the link to this page is uh, our website, our, which is www.waymorecustomers.com slash podcast. So once you go there, uh, the website is uh, waymorecustomers.com slash podcast. There's going to be a link where it says resources. You click on that and you'll have access to all the resources that I've been collecting from our guests and uh, that I've been using for my business as well. All right, guys. So I hope that helps and enjoy it.